there's a lot that intelligence can do. There's a lot. There's a you can go far um, using your analytical, rational gifts that are a result of thousands of years of um, bloody discourse and sacrifices made by people who um, told the truth, even though it uh, got them castrated, burned at the stake, flayed alive, tortured to death. Um, and I say we throw that stuff all away, by the way. Not to mention the millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years or 6,000 years of evolution. 2,000 years ago. You can, get, you can get places with your rational faculties. You can get places by examining evidence and by um, using um, your brain to pierce through propaganda. You can get places with that. You can't get that far. You can't get that far. If you want to get really far, if you want to get to the top, if you want to get to the end zone, if you want to get to the goal, if you want to get to a place of love for all, no, imagine no religion. Imagine there's no borders. Imagine there's no way to protect your property. Imagine you don't, you don't have property. Imagine their private property is abolished. Imagine you rely on the state for grain. Imagine a beautiful world like that. Imagine you line up for bags of rice and bread and you can't protect yourself. You can't own land. You can't own anything. The state can put a gun to your head for no reason. Imagine, even though guns are abolished, you have to have guns to enforce the abolishment of guns. It's complicated, but imagine that. If you want to get there, you need something more powerful than reason. What you need is you need a beautiful, tight pussy. Abs and a six pack. It's Abs and a Six Pack coming at you on a Sunday this time. Joined by Julia Song. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We were we were talking about what sh we should cover, what we should talk about, and uh, you were like, "Well, let's not do something boring." So I picked something only slightly boring: the Great Reset, which you said you didn't know much about, but I feel like. By the end of this, you by the end of this, you'll realize you probably knew a lot more about it than you thought you did. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they keep coming up with new names for the same shit. So yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, well, let's just jump right into it, shall we? Uh, you know who Rowan Dean is? That dude, the Aussie. He's like Australia's. No. Tuck, he's like uh, on Sky News. I don't know how they. It's kind of like Tucker Carlson, like, how does Fox let him get away with what he's talking about? He's like Australia's Tucker, but uh, he, I guess it was like a week or a couple weeks ago, he did a, a piece kind of breaking down the uh, the Great Reset. I thought it was pretty good. I'll play the first minute of that. Uh, remember back when Coca-Cola and the Seekers fantasized about a beautiful, harmonious world where we all live happily together, singing from the same sunny song sheets? I like to teach the world to sing, sing with me. You got people from like every country in the world, like China, India, Africa, America, probably the North Pole. 
all holding the coke and singing. Pretty good stuff. That has been the great globalist dream ever since. No borders, no nationalities, just a brotherhood of mankind with no possessions, no religion, no property rights, and just one big happy family slurping together on a Coke. Nowadays, the Coke has been replaced by the green Kool-Aid of climate change alarmism. And it's not the seekers seeking to do away with your borders and our possessions. It's the United Nations in lockstep with the World Economic Forum supported by left-wing lovies like Prince Charles. In what they are boasting will be next year, the great reset of all our economies, of all our societies, and of all our personal liberties. And remember, this isn't me putting forward this crazy conspiracy theory. This is them. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. History would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate, and rebalance our world. So that doesn't sound too bad, I guess. Yeah, when they say Great Reset, I feel like Reset strikes me as starting over, but you know, like when you reset your computer, you're just basically, you're not deleting everything, you're not wiping it um, clean and installing Windows again. You're basically just pressing the button, waiting a couple seconds, and everything you had is still there. You're just resetting it, so it gets, you know. But they, what they actually mean is destroy everything, as you know, and build something new from scratch. Right. Build so it it's back like better. throw your computer, yeah, throw your computer away, and we'll give you an iPad, which is <laughs> bullshit. It's not the same thing. Yeah, there was a. So, uh, there was there's a no reset about it. Sorry, say that again. There's no reset about it. It's just, just trying to get away with uh, destroying it, as we know. Exactly. Yeah, there's a. That was a good analogy you made. It reminds there's an old, well, not that old, but a couple years back, South Park did an episode right when cancel, cancel culture and outrage mobs on Twitter and stuff were all the rage. And it was some, the premise was basically they give iPads to uh, like starving African children and let them uh, filter out all the mean comments online for you. So they're like outsourcing your bubble. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that. But a hard reset is different than a reset when it comes to, uh, like, since you made the uh, phone analogy, if you do a hard reset on your phone, it does wipe all your uh, storage and all your data. Like, a fa it takes it back to the factory setting. So, great, hard, great reset, hard reset. I mean, that, it is, I it is like, like a wipe. They, they keep trying to, like, 
dumb down all those like create euphemisms for what they want to do so like for example when they say we just want democratic socialism that doesn't exist that's yeah. just a made-up term right who uh who coined i know bernie popularized that term but who who coined it was it bernie democratic socialism i don't freaking know at this point <laughs> Just a bunch of word salad. Well, yeah, um, I got one more clip from this Sky News report. This I don't know who, I don't know, like like I said, I don't know why they let this guy talk, considering how little free speech there is in, in Australia lately, but this guy's, <laughs> this guy's nailing it. Indeed, the so-called experts at the World Economic Forum in 2016 fantasized about what 2030 will look like and came up with, with what they described as utopia. And I quote, welcome to 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy. And life has never been better. The World Economic Forum's experts predicted. And they go on to fantasize that there will be a global carbon tax, that US dominance will be a thing of the past, we will have stopped eating meat and wait for it. A global displacement of a billion people will have been caused because of climate change. But how do the World Economic Forum and the United Nations intend to bring about this utopia of theirs, this great reset they keep promising us? Well, they need national and state governments and other bodies to play along. And one of the key tools they are using is a three-word slogan, Build Back Better. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! So, uh, <clears throat> that's something I'm sure you've picked up on, not just from Biden, but everybody's using that. Even old Bojo now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dumb. All these people can do is just come up with new dumb things. <laughs> and, it's, you know, it. I feel like people are catching on to it because, or at least I hope. But then the question is, if they are catching on, why do they keep subscribing to the shit? Like Antifa, for example, why do they keep acting like fascists? If they're anti-fascist, why do they, is, is it is it just because they're dumb, or is it because they're just you know, they have a, a special interest agenda that we don't quite understand? You mean like and the so ground soldiers, the foot soldiers, like the the little peons, Antifa, or the people controlling them? Yeah, well, the the peons, like they're saying they're fighting for social justice, but they're burning down businesses small <laughs> family businesses of minorities and black people and it's like well you you just burned down a business of a, a black family and you said you're for like like what are you actually doing and they don't absolutely care they don't know what they're doing i feel like they're just they what people say that they want is very very different than what people really want and when we start realizing that, I feel like we'll be able to move forward from a much more informed perspective because they say they want social justice, but their actions say otherwise. Like on our side, people say, um, on, and by our side, I don't mean necessarily like 
conservative or whatever. I just mean right wing side. Everything right to the to the madness of the left. But from our side, people say, "Oh, I I like freedom. I like capitalism. I like you know, boom boom, pow pow." That's great, but yeah. you just witnessed these spoiled governors take away your freedom, take away, burn down, you know, two thirds or like whatever of the small businesses in America. You just witnessed the the fall of the the biggest foundations of our country. And you did absolutely nothing about it. You folded like a little bitch, and you put on your mask, and you just complained about it on Twitter. So what people say they really want isn't necessarily what they want. What they say they're willing to fight for isn't necessarily what they're gonna do. And so if we wipe off all that prettiness of what people what people say, and start observing people for their actions and what those actions translate to, I think we'll be able to be much more informed and all those pretty words that they come up with every now and then won't make any difference because we won't give a fuck about them. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, trust me. Yeah, yeah. I've, we've heard far worse on this show. <laughs> um, uh, to address a couple of the points you made about, like, whether or not the actual like ground troops of Antifa are dumb. I think some of them are really dumb and have cognitive dissonance and really believe in what they're doing. And then there's other ones maybe higher up or just even low level Antifa people, but especially the people organizing it are probably told they're going to get a seat at the table and they're going to be, you know, it is about, about power for them. And they think they're joining the winning side and it's all just for, selfish interests um but of course some of them believe what they're doing but if we learn from history like the brown shirts like those foot soldiers <laughs> that helped overthrow their own country always are the ones that get killed first or sent to the camps first so if like the soros <laughs> the soros uh funded antifa thing wins i think uh, they're going to be in for a rude awakening some of the, the low-level people yeah, I think that they, when you put a country into a situation where you're encouraging a neighbor to report another neighbor to the police for having freaking Thanksgiving, then <laughs> yeah. what kind of country is this? I mean, we, we have to stop and, and take a hard look and realize that, you know, people even Trump was like maybe a, a couple of years ago. I don't know. I have a terrible, terrible, terrible concept of time, and that's put me in trouble many times with like my mom and you know whatever because I can't remember birthdays. But a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago, I don't fucking know. Trump said America will never be a socialist country. And oh, I'm he like, says that a lot. Around. Yeah. Look around. Like. Like what what about this is not and I feel like people understand socialism is just a, a a power takeover from the government, but they fail to realize that once the government and 
big massive corporations melt into one and combine then you have crony capitalism and crony capitalism is capitalism in in name only and is basically socialism because those two entities become one and they withhold the power there's no true representation so if you see it from that perspective we are already socialists and we have been for a long time but you know we we have free market capitalism you know we're free yay i think a lot of it is um like battles are fought with um like ideas and it's like a war of words almost what trump's doing because like he says we'll never be a socialist country but then he accuses like you know politicians like aoc and even nancy and joe and kamala of being uh socialists so i think it's it's he's like america's hype man he's like trying to um just hype up capitalism kind of um it's the same thing going on with the election like when you have uh all trump's lawyers and and you know all these republicans well not a lot of them aren't but they're saying like trump won trump's gonna win or trump won it's it's like uh it's not quite like oprah's the secret level but you're basically trying to like speak it into existence almost and get enough people to believe it whether or not it's true yeah yeah i think you know, in a way, I feel like what the left did is that they pretty much caused panic within their own roles. And they said, Trump's a fascist. Trump is going to get all the minorities round up and killed and put into cages. <laughs> and every single person in this country who is not a, a rich white man is going to either get raped or die. So that's what they did. And then the right was like... AOC is a bartender, and what does she know about uh, capitalism, you know? Uh, she's a bartender, ha ha ha. <laughs> and, and so they, they, they fail to recognize things from a level of how dire they are, and they fail to hide people from that perspective of like, listen, we are fucked in the ass, and if you don't do something now to get you know, to vote on the primaries and to vote right, to vote on the right candidates in the primaries. If you don't do something right now to be get involved, get up, up, up your ass from the couch and get out there and, and be a part of the change, we are going to be absolutely fucked. And right. so in, from that perspective, um, I feel like we were more positive and we were more like, you know, everything is going to work out. It's going to be awesome. And they had other plans. They have no morals and they are ready to just take over by, you know, one mean or another. Well, do you think, um, are there world leaders like you have a, I mean, you're from Brazil. Are, um, we got Trump and Bolsonaro. Uh, are there any other world leaders that are pushing back against globalism, socialism? I mean, Boris Johnson seemed like he was, but now he's compromised big time. I think there are. Um, I think there are, but you have to understand that the way that a lot of countries are set up, the executive basically holds very little power. 
And so you have things like the Congress, the, the legislative, you have the judiciary, in all of those positions, and especially here in the United States, those positions are mainly political positions as well. But if you consider the fact that we have absolutely no representation, then those positions are compromised. And what we have is an executive that has very little power. And I mean, he can't put, put out executive orders, but those orders keep getting challenged in the courts and nothing gets done. So it's always bills. like... Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, which is nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, he can't charge forward, I feel like, in the way that we want him to. And so, how can you say that, for example, he is a fascist and he's going to round us up and put us in camps when he can't even, you know, first two years he had the senate he had the house and he couldn't get the house uh, the, the wall funded so how is this man gonna turn into the next hitler if he can't even you know get funding for the wall so he has very little power in a way and so we don't worry about the house we don't worry about the senate as much we don't worry about the primaries that happen for those positions we don't worry about local politics and so by the time that Trump wins his election, we're still fucked in all directions. And so, and he's on his own. I mean, the guy, the dude is literally fighting on his own. He has snakes in the White House. He has to fight snakes in the Senate, has to fight snakes in the, in the House of Representatives, has to fight snakes everywhere. Um, There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> And so, like, I feel like, in a way, we kind of let him down by not taking the whole system under under control and putting it under the microscope. Um, you know, the here in North Carolina, for example, um, Roy Cooper got more votes than Trump or even Biden did, and he's the one that put us into one of the worst lockdowns. Yeah. So it's to me, it's like, yeah, we can vote for Trump. But what about the Roy Cooper here who has the power to put police into my house and to, you know, whatever, take me to jail and, and keep me from earning a living? What about this dude? Now, this dude has more votes than the president. This dude is swinging. So I I think we rely too much on the executive, but we forget. So like. To answer your question, Bolsonaro, for example, he is on the same train. He is, he has the executive, but the, the legislative in Brazil, they are still, a lot of it is still, you know, uh, shadowed by the, the, the Socialist Party. Mm -hmm. And they keep trying to come for him at all times and they keep obstructing, they keep, so it's, to, to him is more like he's like Trump. He's always on defensive, always trying to prove there's no Russia collusion, there's no this, there's no that. Can even make a phone call that he gets impeached. <laughs> so it's, there are leaders, but they're put into this position of very, you know, they're, they're being bullied, basically. And These people are crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so they they can't achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah. Um, bringing it back to the build back better, great reset thing. I think like part of the reason, um, well, I don't know. Socialism is bad. Would you say communism is worse historically? There's not that much of a difference, I guess. But Yeah, I think it's all the same shit. I mean, communism is an utopia, so it doesn't necessarily exist in its essence. So what people can do is that they can achieve socialism and push it as far as they can to try to uh, reach a, a communist goal. But there's no way any of it is like different than the other in a positive manner. It's like, what is the biggest shit in the sidewalk? Is it this shit or that shit? They're, they're all shit. You're just going to wrap it up and throw it in the trash. Like, <laughs> it's, right. to me, you know, anything, I feel like from a concept of socialism, anything is of it is damaging. So if you have a country that's 10% socialist, well, that 10% is damaging. If you have 20% socialism, is is so if you just have just a little bit, it's still damaging. And when you think of it in terms of different countries, for example, what 10% means to the U.S. is different than what 10% means to Angola. And how we can, you know, uh, afford that 10%, how we can be impacted and and get up from the, that impact is different but it's shit no matter what so what percentage would you say we're at in america like ah 90 percent oh really i feel like we're yeah we're 90 percent if not more um okay because here's the thing though for example you think of the the public education system and it it goes back to what I said about crony capitalism. There is no actual representation. So what happens in free market capitalism, which is a beautiful thing, supposedly, but, you know, it, it's, again, it's an utopia because people aren't going to behave like they have to behave. So it needs government oversight to an extent, but we don't have that when it comes to big, massive corporations. So what happens is that to run for Congress, you cost me, uh, little old me, it cost me like $30 million. Every two years, I have to find $30 million, pull $30 million out of my ass and throw it at running for Congress, which pays like 175000 to live in DC, which is very expensive. Nobody has that kind of money to shell out every two years. The person who has that kind of money are the corporations. So when you get to a point where it costs that much and it's unlikely for anyone, any actual regular person to have that amount of money to run for Congress, they're kept out of the process. And so if you look at people who fund the right and who fund the left, 
those are the exact same corporations. They they pretend yep. that they 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 are, are enemies on TV, but then they're going to dinner parties with each other. So because I mean they they're funded by the same people. They stand nothing to gain by going against each other because they're going against the person who put, who put them there in the first place. So there's no representation. Then those people are there to represent the interests of those who funded them into that position. Then they get also lobbied um, for more regulations, which keep the small business out of the equation. They regulate the small businesses into extinction. They overtax and regulate small businesses to the point where they're no longer capable of existing. And so now we have massive corporations like Amazon and Walmart. And this coronavirus was the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the world in such a small amount of time because all those businesses were finally crushed and then the big corporations got all of it. And they control the politicians. They control everything. They control how our market reacts. If, you know, they control the, the the rules of the game. They control who gets, you know, bailouts. Airlines have been getting bailouts after bailout. And small business owners got nothing. Even so, small airlines got nothing. Yeah. So it's like, what kind of, you know, capitalism is this that only five companies within each industry are allowed to exist. People who sit in one board are the same as people who sit in the other board. And, you know, it's, it's to me, it's just a big scam. And I, I can't tell you how free we actually are, but I see very little semblance of resemblance of, of capitalism in what we have right now. Right. Well, I mean, in America, people at least aren't at the point where the police are kicking in your door for an offensive tweet, but we might not be far off. Most other countries are like that at this point. But I don't, to me, I don't know how deep the rabbit hole, deep down the rabbit hole you've gone as far as the virus itself and the origins of it and, you know, stuff like lockstep that the Rockefeller, Rockefeller Foundation drafted in 2010 describing how China's would become the rising superpower due to a virus um, that would be used to shut down the economy globally and centralize power. That's a 2010 document from the Rockefeller Foundation. Then Event 201, Bill Gates funded this whole thing with the WHO uh, in October of last year where they war-gamed a coronavirus that was released and combating the conspiracy theories about it and how to develop a vaccine. So I don't know. It's whether you want to call it the scamdemic or the plandemic, this seems like not about a virus. It's about consolidating corporate control, like you said. So if this whole long, this, I mean, the Club of Rome was talking about this kind of stuff 50 years ago, but if this globalist agenda, Great Reset, as they're now calling it, actually comes to full fruition, I think it might make socialism seem like a cakewalk. I mean, these guys... This is going to be like an entire global grid of control over all countries. Um, I'll, I'll pass. Uh, there's this guy, Professor John Barry, tapped by the World Economic Forum. So if 
if this scheme pans out, I think it's like socialism, not even 2.0, but like 200.0, because you have a globalized grid of control where Hitler's dream of everyone having digital ID that IBM helped him work on, work on for the concentration camps. I mean, that's that that goes worldwide under the guise of what they tried to pass off as they were trying to do it with climate change for a while, but now they're using the virus to really speed up the process. But there's this dude, Professor John Barry, that works for Klaus Schwab's outfit, the World Economic Forum, Davos. And this is, I mean, this is the type of stuff they've been talking about for a while. The pandemic has canceled the future, but that's okay. It was a pretty bad one anyway. <laughs> Fuck. We should, as we're thinking about recovery from the pandemic, resist the calls to return back to normal. Normal was the problem. Normal was an ecocidal, unsustainable economic system based upon unsustainable globalization. So I think we should think about building back better to oh. see that as we come out of this crisis, we should see that we can deal with the public health issues around COVID-19 and effectively begin the process of a new industrial revolution based around the principles of the Green New Deal. Yeah. So this <laughs> build back better. But this is this is the best thing about build back better is Biden still going around saying it was like his plan. It's not sufficient to build back. We have to build back better. That's what my plan is to build back better. Oh, it's his plan. Nobody's talking in his ear telling him to, telling him, "Hey, you should build say build back better a lot, Joe." Fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's not he has no independent ideas whatsoever. Yeah, he's uh I mean I could go on about Biden for a while, but that yeah, that dude he's gonna be dead within a couple months of his presidency, I would I would guess. They're gonna get hell they might have fucking Hillary pop in and take his place, who knows? Um this is a this is a classic. Um just, just to give you even more of an idea of how widespread this phenomenon is. Four sets of priorities can guide the response to build back better and achieve the sustainable development goals. So the vice president took the approach of saying, we're not just going to try to plaster over the cracks and put some props in where it's falling apart. His approach was to say, we're going to build it back better. We're going to take an economy that had a lot of problems and we're going to make this economy work better going forward. That's that's the right approach. This election is about building this country back better. And that's what Joe and I will do. So Africa can build back better, greener, more integrated and resilient. Rekindle the Canadian economy by building back better. We need to seize this moment to be creative about how we reposition the national economy. Resilience is so critical, and I think it takes on even broader meaning when you have a pandemic. But this moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do things differently, to build back better and to build back bolder. And so we will be doubling down on our strategy. We will double down on leveling up. But this election is not just about him. It's about us. It's about you. It's about what we'll do 
Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it Build Back Better. Because we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have to do it better. Oh, man. And I even got a topper. This is actually from real recently. You know, what's the... <laughs> There's that guy that's like the PM of Canada that did blackface like 10 times. Justin, Justin Tudor. Trudeau. Trudeau. Bust, Bustin Trudeau. Fucking idiot. Anyway, his, this, is, this one is just totally brazen. We need to work together, and not just on vaccines. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Ah, there it is. Last week, our government committed to investing more in international development while supporting countries. So, uh, he brought up his the Agenda 2030 sustainability. Have you looked into any of that? That's old school, but Agenda 21, Agenda 2030? No, I, I haven't, yeah. So, the UN had this whole plan, and they've been documented, like, they want it to, like, the UN, you can, it's still on the UN's website. They're they want to get everybody out of rural areas, isolate everybody in small living conditions in big cities so that the it's more sustainable. Uh, they want to get everybody to stop eating meat and cut down carbon emissions to zero. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, and they want nobody to own any property. So it's like literally communism. And this is like yeah, you know what? I'm I'm fine. I'm at this point. I'm I'm fine with that. Let's go. I mean, let's let's just go. You know, whatever happens, <laughs> if it's the end of the world, if it's the bogle, like if if that's what they freaking want, let's go. You know, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> like what's that clip from Alex Jones? I'm ready. I'll <laughs> eat your ass. <laughs> that's I like that's women with big giant tits and big asses. True. True. Fucking Alex, man, he's he's a legend. Uh, but before I finish the Build Back Better Great Reset presentation, I gotta give a shout out to No Agenda, Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Bingit.io is a research goldmine for all kinds of articles, clips, and stuff um, about pretty much anything. But as far as find consolidating all these uh, UN articles and documents and World Economic Forum things. It's invaluable. So yeah, bingit.io. Shout out. I'm going to bing it. Yeah. You're going to bing it? Good. Go to bingit.io. Binging it? Yeah. Bing it. It's pretty damn useful. I've just been gotten into the habit of just binging stuff. Yeah, bing it. So using that, I found this clip of the World Economic Forum Great Reset when they had the World Summit as the UN secretary giving the pitch for it. And... Uh, like it's it starts to get monotonous when you hear all these global elites talking about these plans, but the fact that they've got, managed to get every single politician pretty much across the world on board with this is what's really stunning. I send you my warmest greetings yes. and best wishes on the launch of the Great Reset. The COVID-19 pandemic is causing enormous human suffering and economic hardship. A microscopic virus has closed down entire countries and economies. No, it didn't. 
what closed down the countries was you fuckheads. A bunch of fucktards in government taking orders from you guys to shut everything down. The virus didn't shut that down. But In doing so, it has exposed the fragility that characterizes much of our world. But this fragility is not confined to health systems, runaway climate change, unsustainable levels of inequality, and the lawlessness of cyberspace are all warning signs that we must heed. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. As you rightly say, it is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. The scale of the pandemic and its social and economic impact demands strong unity and solidarity, particularly towards developing countries. Specific measures must be targeted at those most affected, women, older people, youths, low-wage workers, the informal sector, and people caught up in humanitarian crises. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset, are fundamental to building the future we need. We have already called for an economic stimulus package equivalent to a double-digit percentage, more than 10%, of the global economy. Last week, the United Nations, together with the governments of Jamaica and Canada, convened the largest gathering of world leaders since the start of the pandemic to lay solid foundations for a sustainable recovery based on the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the Paris Agreement. Uh, 2030 Paris Agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh. Uh. Didn't Biden say he was going, one of the first things he was going to do is just put us back into the Paris Agreement? Oh, get us back in the Paris Accord. Which, like, I don't know if you've read it, but it's like China gets to keep doing, not cutting back their emissions at all for like another 20, 30 years after we have to cut ours down. So it's all about Club of Rome's old plan and Rockefeller Foundation, what they talked about decades ago, like, let's make China the superpower and kill the U.S., and then you no, have like Chinese state media that. celebrating the Biden win and saying America won't last two more years because they're locked down and the, the death of America is coming. It's like, yay. Yeah, I haven't read none of that because it's just always the exact same bullshit. So I'll, I'll pass. You know, <laughs> there's just so much. It, I mean, it's the exact same thing. It just keeps being repackaged. You talking about you haven't read much Chinese state media? No, the the Paris Agreement. It's oh, like yeah. they keep trying the exact same shit and it's just it just has a brand new name, but it's when you read the document is you know, the goal is the same. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, I'm I don't know if it's gonna work because there's so many people worldwide that are onto it, but I mean they like the awakening that's happened in the last year just since covid started worldwide has been pretty incredible because people see through they smell the bullshit but i don't i mean i don't know what's alex always say i don't know who's gonna win in the end of this but if you want to fight you better believe you got one you better believe what you better believe you got one you better believe you got one if you want to fight you better believe you got one but he says it better Okay. <laughs> Wrapping up the clips of global elites talking about the Great Reset. This one's one of the best, old Prince Charles. There's a, but these are unprecedented times. Every person on the planet has been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Our world came 
to a standstill and it became clear that we did not have the uh, answer or the mechanisms to address such an unprecedented global threat. The threats posed by this um, dreadful pandemic came upon us suddenly with very little warning. The threat of climate change has been more gradual. Really? So the, did you catch what you just said? The COVID-19 came up with no warning? Just snuck up on them? Yeah. Yeah, so here's Dr. Fauci before Trump even took office. There is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. There will be a surprise outbreak. So Fauci was saying that, Gates was saying that back in 2015 that there was going to be a pandemic. So it's like, why, why, why are these guys now all of a sudden acting like, we had no idea this was coming? Yeah, it's weird that he would say that. He's like, there's no doubt Trump will have to deal with a surprise outbreak. A dreadful pandemic came upon us suddenly with very little warning. The threat of climate change has been more gradual, but uh, it's devastating reality for many people and their livelihoods around the world, and it's ever greater potential to disrupt surpasses even that of COVID-19. This crisis has shown the importance of investing in science, technology, innovation. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. It is time, therefore, to align sustainable solutions with funding in a way that can transform the marketplace. This would be the most dramatic act of responsible leadership ever seen by the global private sector and would at once provide a catalytic incentive for the public sector to follow. We have a golden opportunity to seize something good from this crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big visions of change and global crises like pandemics and climate change know no borders and highlight just how interdependent we are as one people sharing one planet. Cool, we need only fine. look to the United Nations Secretary General, to the IMF, uh, the EU. Oh, the EU. Who, uh, I guess I can't say current head, but former head of the EU, Juncker, famous quote. These populist nationalists, stupid nationalists, they are in love with their own country. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid nationalists. They love their country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's Petersburg Climate Dialogue, the Canadian government, the COP26 Universities Network, and business leaders around the world to see this. And as we move from rescue to recovery, therefore, we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. So I can only encourage us all to think big. Prince Charles is on board. Bill Gates, he's all Microsoft about Microsoft co-founder and billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates is urging the federal government to shut down the entire country. Uh, shut it down. Julia, I know this all sounds 
like Alex Alex's Jones worst nightmares come to life like everything he's been ranting about for 25 years or whatever coming to yeah, fr he's fruition. not supposed to be a, a prophet or anything but I guess <laughs> it's I mean but that being said I mean I you're not supposed to say Alex Jones was right when he said all this 20 years ago but there is some good news um good things on the horizon so I'll I'll leave you on this good note here Oh, but look, American billionaires got $434 billion richer during the pandemic. Yes, it's that great reset. Ooh, that's actually what you were just talking about. You say the largest wealth transfer? Yeah. Yeah. Great. But he's, he's going to get to the good news after the great reset. Oh, but look, American billionaires got $434 billion richer during the pandemic. Yes, it's that great reset. And, uh, you know, they've got giant super yachts and jumbo jets, but you get nothing. And it's for the Earth, so it's better. It's their Earth now. They're going to clean you off. They took it over through fraud and scams, and now they've got election fraud, and you're not going to do anything, so they're just going to brush you off. I'd hope Trump could win, and we could hopefully turn the tide back quicker, but you know, Revelation, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> but we've got to build and be faithful and wake up as many as possible, and it'll get so bad that even those that are delusional in the end will wake up when they're being forced to be euthanized, when their children are being taken, when half their neighbors are dead from the vaccine, and they'll just finally go, oh, what's, and by then it'll be drone armies, robots, uh, nerve gas, helicopters flying over, nerve gassing everybody, because they've got a mop-up plan. So they're gonna hit us with different waves of bio-attack over the years, locking us down tighter each time. And then by the time they hit us with the real weapons, uh, we'll be so uh, absolutely outnumbered, outgunned, but it won't matter because humans are very strong when we start to fight back. And uh, it's just going to be one hell of a savage war. My God, it's just going to be most of the people on Earth will be dead at the end of this. So <laughs> hope you all enjoy it. World government's coming to kill you and your family, and they are celebrating it with enjoyment. So I hope this leaves you feeling better about the future than when you when you woke up this morning. Right. I feel so much better now. Good. Super happy. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I can help. Um. No, but I guess in closing, what's the, um, if you were betting on this, if you were betting, where, where do you think, like, what do you think the next 10 years is going to look like if you had to bet on it? I think they'll be fine as long as we understand where we actually are in regards to their plans and we adapt to it i think trying to pretend that everything's fine is what potentially could lead us to a really bad outcome right so you as you want to be like the the like offensive like an eagle instead of the ostrich with your head in the sand that's the yes. idea i'm with you on that i'm with you on that no i think it's it's going to be definitely interesting we live in like the least boring time ever but uh, a lot of these world leader globalist banking fuckwads are pretty boring to listen to. But I think it's important we know what they're up to. Agreed. And America will never be a social... America will never be a socialist country. Hope you... so. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> thanks for bearing with those... That onslaught of... Technical glitch, glitches. They call it a glitch. Uh, and 
it's at real julia song on twitter and and the uh links to your articles will also be and anything any other things people need to check out to find you well there's more articles out there but those are really good ones so people can check those out first and then go down the rabbit hole later right yes and i i did read um one you did for cnn and i can say i know this isn't saying much but it was by far the best thing i've read on cnn Carbon tax just wasn't enough All this climate change is getting rough I'd hate to see the whole planet die There's a climate crisis You've been warned You've had an impact just by being born If we don't fix this I think I'm going to cry so pay more to save planet. Tell Al Gore you're sorry. Not believe in him when he first told you so. I'm leaving on the broad plane. Gonna love safety environment. Gonna let my had more support so many people left to extort we all know what the day after tomorrow brings man-made climate change is totally real like super duper totally really for real but if we throw enough money at it it will fix everything Swedish airline called Bra B R A B R A yeah Bra. yeah yeah so it's Bra and Bra has a new class that you can fly environment class what this is a bullshit story somebody once told me we'll die from global warming we only have 12 years left she Greta Thornburg. Greta Thornburg. 
Inbury. Greta Thunberry. Protesters have swarmed Chadston Shopping Centre singing a John Farnham anthem to mark the third consecutive weekend of anti-lockdown rallies. As Eliza Rugg tells us, organisers are claiming the stunt as a victory because of the huge financial cost to police. Taking on Victoria's lockdown laws through song. With an out-of-time rendition of a John Farnham classic. The choir sung to shoppers at Chadston. We're having a freedom gathering, yes. There are potentially far more people that will lose their lives due to the lockdown measures. Freedom of speech and our human rights have been violated and it's disgusting. We have chance to turn the pages over this has gone beyond a joke i'm a perfectly reasonable normal person with no job now i was a cathedral organist that is my job the churches are closed the organs are shut up we can't play as a musician my life is in tatters i've got no income i'm on universal credit now at the age of 57 my wife's a filmmaker she hasn't got any work we're both on universal credit. For the first time in our lives, this government has sold us down the river. Uh, and I'm coming out 
Firstly, because I've got nothing to do. Secondly, because I want to make a difference. arbitrary and unconstitutional overreach has destroyed my career. I had a good paying career, paying my bills. My biggest fear right now is how quick American patriots crumbled and hid in their homes because their government told them that they should. Governments love pandemics. They love pandemics for the same reason they love war. Because it gives them the ability to impose controls on the population that the population would otherwise never accept. Down the barrel of a gun. The boys try and understand it. Me and my friend have driven up because this is so important. We are losing our freedom. There's all these thousands of people are here. Do you know, it's so big, I don't know how many. It must be tens of thousands. We are having our lives taken away from us. And it's all about the money. This is all about ushering in the new world order. This is all about financial enslavement. They want to wipe out individuality. They want to take everyone's individuality away from us and turn us all into a collective unquestionable. No! 
of the human race, not least technologically. We now are standing at an amazing point in history where we are at a fork in the road. If we go on allowing the psychopath to dictate our lives, this is not going to end well. But if we remember, remember where the power is, then this can, this can end in a dramatically short time. The power is with us. have been planning and thinking about this pandemic for decades. Planning it so that we would all be safe when the pandemic finally came. And yet, now that it's here, they don't seem to know what they're talking about. They have to change the definition of COVID on the death certificates constantly to make it look more and more dangerous. The one thing that they're good at is pumping up fear. 75 years ago, Herman Gehring testified at the Nuremberg trials, and he was asked, how did you make the German people go along with all this? And he said, it's an easy thing. It's not anything to do with Nazism. It has to do with human nature. You can do this in a Nazi regime. You can do it in a socialist regime. You can do it in a communist regime. You can do it in a monarchy and a democracy. The only thing a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. We're not gonna live with fear. Whoa, whoa. when lockdown rules have been slightly relaxed. People are now allowed to meet one person from another household in an open space, as long as they stay a safe distance apart. Forget physical distancing, they're fed up, bunched up, and angry at continuing orders to shut their businesses and stay home for the good of all to combat COVID-19. Give me liberty or give me death! You're not wearing a mask. Why? Why? I don't need a mask. Why? In the face of so much medical advice, we heard a lot of that. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, this week joined a growing list of state capitals where anger at the economic shutdown is boiling over. The coronavirus threat, say many, overblown. There are about as many police officers here as there are protesters, and nobody is social distancing. The government advice in the UK is to stand two meters apart from one another, that's about six feet. As you can see, people are all very close together, and none of the cops are wearing any PPE. 
Coronavirus has killed about 40,000 people in the UK. But despite that, some protesters said they believed the disease was no worse than a common cold. Can you see the police wearing gloves? Can you see them wearing masks? Where's their PPE? There's nothing. That's all. They know it's bull. They're just enforcing these rules, and that man's in my opinion. I am a free man in a free country. Arrests began almost immediately. Don't protest. Go home. Stay home. Follow the rules. Uh, and then you'll be able to do all the protesting you like at some point in the future. Yeah. So many of you don't have face masks and are standing 